Welcome to Baptist Perspective with Jimmy Barber. Whether you're listening while driving home from work, sitting with a hot cup of coffee, or making dinner, we hope this podcast will be thought-provoking and edifying. Now, here with today's episode is Jimmy Barber. We closed our last podcast while studying 1 Peter 5, verses 1 through 3, and saw in this passage some of the duties of this office. 1. Feed the flock of God. 2. To do it willingly with a ready mind. 3. Not to do it for filthy lucre. 4. Not to be a lord over the flock. and 5. To be an example to the flock. The Greek word for feed is poimino and means to tend as a shepherd. It is revealing how God uses this word in the scriptures. It is the same word translated feed in John 21.16, where the Lord instructed Peter to feed his sheep, and in Acts 20.28, where the elders or overseers are to feed the congregation of God. It is also translated feed in Revelation 17.7, where the Lamb of God is to feed those which came out of great tribulation. I think it is interesting that this same Greek word is translated rule in Matthew 2.6, where Christ, as the governor of God, is to rule over his people. The governorship of Christ is that of a loving shepherd rather than a boss or an administrator over the house of God or residing in some denominational headquarter. Yes, in both cases, ruling is involved, but the type or kind of ruling is different. The bishop or elder is to do so in such a way that the flock of God, the congregation of the Lord, is being nourished and fed and strengthened as described in Ephesians 4, verses 12 through 16. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Notice that the bishop or elder is to feed the flock which is among you. He is not to feed the flock beneath him. He is among the flock. In Romans 1.1, Paul stated that he was separated unto the gospel of God and not elevated. The officers are separated to a work among the congregation. They are not elevated to some superior position above the flock. Secondly, the minister is to do it willingly. In other words, it is not just a job. It is a work that he willfully does. He enjoy 
He enjoys laboring to nurture souls as they live in this world of sin and endure great trials. Thirdly, he does not do the work for personal gain or filthy lucre. Without doing a full study of the word, filthy lucre means any kind of personal gain. Money, fame, prestige, or anything to climb the social ladder. Fourthly, the bishop or elder is not to exercise dominion over the sheep of God using physical or psychological force. Listen to the instructions given by our Lord when James and John desired a superior position over their fellow disciples. He said to them, Ye know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they that are great exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Fifthly, the officers within the congregation are to live before the membership so that their lives can be seen and they are to be examples of a true follower of Christ. The Greek word for ensample or example in this passage is tupos. It comes from the Greek word for a die as a stamp or some likeness. Our English word type comes from this word. The ministry is to so live among the congregation so that he can say with the Apostle Paul, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. 1 Corinthians 11.1 1. Previously, he had instructed the congregation at Corinth in his fatherly manner by saying, Wherefore I beseech you, be ye followers of me. 1 Corinthians 4.16 May the Lord Jesus Christ give us ministers after his heart that lead by example and not drive the sheep like a hard taskmaster. Some person acting as ecclesiastical officer hid away somewhere in a denominational or congregational office never to be seen by the congregation with the possible exception of an hour or two during the week is not the idea portrayed in the scriptures. It is the idea of a shepherd or a servant living among the people or sheep of God so that the people will emulate him as he seeks to be like Christ. Also allow me to remind you that it is a calling that he does willingly. Now let us begin looking at the word for elder. The Greek word is presbyteros, and the basic meaning is one who is under, who is, excuse me, one who is older in age or carries the idea of senior in rank. A great deal of history is behind this word and its interpretation and or usage within Christianity. 
For our purposes, we must limit our study, study to the New Testament as to its meaning within the congregation of the Lord. The Greek word is used 66 times in the New Testament. 35 times it refers to the religious leaders in Israel, which were generally considered to be older men. Twelve times this word is used to, de to designate heavenly creatures in the book of Revelation. Two times, 1 Timothy 5.1 and 1 Peter 5.5, 5, it appears to be used regarding older men in the congregation. Seventeen times it refers to officers in, in the congregation of God. The first place we find this word used to indicate an officer within the assembly of the Lord is in Acts 11.30, when the congregation in Syrian Antioch uh, sent assistance to the brethren in Judea by Barnabas and Paul. At first glance, it might be assumed that these elders were those in Jerusalem, since verse 27 mentioned prophets from that city that came to Antioch. However, the dearth or drought extended beyond Jerusalem, and Acts 9.31 informs us that there were congregations throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria. Therefore, it is likely that this support was distributed among various congregations in Judea and so designated by referring to the ministers or bishops of the assemblies. It is not uncommon to hear of a congregation being so designated as where Pastor so-and-so preaches or as Pastor so-and-so's congregation. Obviously, it is the assembly of the Lord Jesus Christ. But so designated by the pastor or pastors or officers who minister there. Secondly, we find elders mentioned in connection with the New Testament assembly in Acts 14.23. Paul and Barnabas went back through the various territories and cities of Asia Minor confirming the souls and exhorting the believers to continue in the faith and endure the trials and afflictions of the gospel. At that time, they ordained elders in every church or congregation. Likewise, they prayed and fasted and commended them to the Lord on whom they believed. This passage gives us insight as to how men were placed in the assembly as elders. The Greek word for ordained is kairotoneo and means to stretch or reach forth the hand as in voting. It is the same word used in 2 Corinthians 8.19 where a certain brother was chosen of the churches to travel with Paul. It is not certain who this brother was. Nevertheless, it appears from the use of the word in Acts that the congregation voted on who they wanted to oversee them. And it is not unlikely that these men were generally, though not always, older men, as from the meaning of the word for elder and the qualifications as listed in 1 Timothy and Titus.
It is generally agreed that as the congregation at Antioch in Syria acted this way in sending Paul and Barnabas, as recorded in Acts 13, 1-4. The congregations in Asia Minor chose men that they believed were called by the Lord to oversee or guide them in the Scriptures. Congregations, denominational boards, Bible colleges, seminaries, missionary societies, or any other institution do not make a biblical New Testament minister. He must first be called by God. Afterward, the congregation, and only the congregation, may ordain or choose him as a minister. If a congregation makes such a selection and the man has not been called by the Lord for such functions, the assembly has only put a man in office that God has not called. Therefore, the Lord does not sanction the action of the assembly and does not consider him as a God-called minister. As stated before, the only ecclesiastical authority is the congregation as it functions according to the teaching of, holy, of the Holy Scriptures. Anything else is man-made and not God. Also, this passage clearly indicates that the officer, elder or bishop, was selected from among the congregation, by the congregation, and to minister within the congregation. This concludes our time for today. The Lord willing, we will continue our study of elders in the New Testament assembly in our next lesson. Thank you for listening to today's edition of Baptist Perspective. We archive our episodes so you can go back anytime and listen again. Do you have a question about something you've heard or just want to let us know you're listening? Visit us at baptistperspective.wordpress.com. That's baptistperspective.wordpress.com. Thanks again for listening.